the home of fireworks for the entire month of July. I'm sorry, <laughs> Billy DeCorey, but yeah. it's probably still going to be happening because my son Riker has been asking for more on his birthday. Okay. Um, also the home of two little baby Yodas that are going to be on Comic Chicks tonight. <laughs> and home of the really, really, really hot weather this week. Yeah, it's this been all monkeys. FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And if you love it enough, it's going to be geeky. Or if it, it's geeky if you love it enough, something like that. I don't know. It, something like that. It, the weather has affected my brain today, you I'm guys. Judging. I'm not judging. Deal, deal with me. There you so, go. Um, Dan has given me control today. So It's a frightening um, thought. Our... our, our Producer extraordinaire, um, our new producer extraordinaire, Dan Carmen, is not in the building tonight. He is um, on vacation. He's enjoying some lakeside retreat action. No, he's not. He's doing work. Yeah, he said work. Oh, is he? Uh, email. Yeah, he's yeah. not at the lake anymore. He's home doing work. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought he yeah. was still. Uh... All right. You, you, you read work as lake. I see it. You, I don't you, know. You, I had you hopes. Were, you, you were in the sun today. I, um, <laughs> But with me today, as always, is Billy Dottori. Hey. Uh-huh. And our host, Christopher Frank, who hey. was attacking all the shrubs in his backyard today. Seriously, it's been two days of yard work. And I took this week off on vacation. And I set goals for myself. Today, I will do this thing. And then I will hang out and relax for the rest of the day. Tomorrow, I will do this thing. And I'm, and I'm telling you what, I'm sticking to my goals. I'm very pleased with myself this week. It's been amazing. I'm, I'm well, getting stuff because- done. With it being so hot, you don't want to definitely overheat and overexert yourself with it being so hot. I'm like, Grand, I'm still in my dungeon of a basement, so I'm Mm -hmm. in a sweatshirt and socks and things like that. And I came upstairs today at like 310 or so, walked right outside and stood outside for about 10 minutes just to warm up because my fingers and toes were so cold because I'm on day two of virtual summer school. Poor Tanya. So, that's okay. But Bye. um, you know, no, it's it, it's good because I've been working in the backyard, and so I have the air conditioner running in the house, and so you know when I, you know, I, I would take a six foot six foot section of um of fence, clear it out today, and then I would go into the kitchen for a minute, have a glass of water, you know, surf through my phone for a little bit, and then go back outside and keep working. So it was kind of like it was a great flow. I, I was out there for three or four hours today, and you know. Now, is Juno inside or outside? She was outside for a little bit, but at one point she lost my trust because she decided that she was going to wander off when I had my back turned. And when I went to look for her, I found her in the middle of the damn street trying to play with some kids. So I'm like, no, get your ass back up here. And now you go in the house and you're going to stay there for a little while because if I can't keep my eye on you, then there you have it. She was getting to know the neighbors. Yeah, but she was also being stupid about it. And I've been training her for the entire year that I've had her to not go near the street unless somebody was with her. And she just wandered right out in the middle of it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's all I need is for my dog to get clobbered by a car. So, so oh. nope, since I knew I couldn't pay a full attention to her, she went back into the house. And then if I was on a break, I would take her out so she could pee and walk around a little bit. But then back in she went. Mm-hmm. So. I see. But, uh, but something happened to me today, and I want to talk about this before we get into the more fun topic on, at hand. Something because happened to me this, today, and it, it, it's been really bother you today. It has been, she, this person got under my skin, and uh, this has been playing on my head all day long. Now, 
here's the basics. Let's just get the basics out of the way. Um, recently, it was announced that Halle Berry was cast in a movie where she was going to play a transgender character. Okay. And then there's been a wide variety. I've looked it up. There's been a wide variety of reaction to this where people are like, okay, okay, great. This is going to help bring awareness to an important topic. Okay, cool. And then there's been a lot of backlash from the, especially the LGBTQ community saying, no, there's, there's transgender actors. They should be playing the part. And you know this is wrong, and, and and some of them were outright attacking Halle Berry, and I'm like, um, she's just an actress taking a job. So somebody, a, a friend of ours, posted something about it and voiced their concerns, which valid, okay, I get it. And but I posed the question, I'm like, is this really that dramatic of a of a thing? I, I mean, you know, if if we if we see a transgender actor in the role, yes, there is an authenticity to it. And I agree that. Um, but also, would it then get the attention it deserves? The story should be getting certain level of attention because that's the whole campaign of awareness we're behind, right? So, I'm, I mean, I'm not mistaken in that. I, I, I am an ally. I, I would like to think I'm an ally. And I know you two are as well. Uh, I know several people we work with are allies. And several people are just like, hey, you know, it doesn't bother me none. Go do whatever you want to do, which is kind of a, a, a small end ally as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to see these people shoved into the shadows. I want them to be able to live comfortably the lives that they they want to live. Right? Okay. So that's out there. And my thought was, if if you have a part, if you have a, an actor of the caliber of Halle Berry playing this part, you have a much better opportunity in this current day and age of gaining more attention for the story that needs to be told, so that awareness can be driven. And I asked, is it that terrible of a thing? And you know, a, a small debate broke out among a couple of of people that I know, and we were they were talking about, it, and they understood. I wasn't trying to be an ass about it. I was asking a legitimate question. Well, another person jumped in, a, a self-described expert in, in transgender rights, and this person lit into me like Sherman through Atlanta and was completely not paying attention to the questions I was asking, just being, you know, and, I, and I'm going to be telling this from my, my, my viewpoint. So I will admit right now that there is a certain level of bias in how I'm talking about this issue. Except I read the uh, chain as it went along also. And although you're my friend and I know you, if I felt mm -hmm. differently than mm -hmm. what you did, I would say. Okay. To, to, so All that, I could say is that that thread is gone. Is it, it's gone? It's been deleted completely now at this point? I believe because it was, it was from today, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. And it was from our mutual friend. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, I'm not, I have no intention of naming names because I don't want to no, throw right. anybody under the bus. So, you know, the so person I went looking for that post again. The I went person, for, go, go ahead, Tanya. Go ahead. We're talking over each other. Go. You know, I look, went looking for that post again because I did see it this morning, but I didn't read all of it. And I didn't. I, I saw the person kind of jumping down your throat when you were truly asking the questions as a person that wants to know, not not as a person that kind of working in the geeky type industry that would not want what that wouldn't want to know for the movie aspect right that you that you really wanted to know what their thought was on it and that you wanted to know the the answers to this because 
you want to have all the information mm-hmm. so so there's no judgment right and and am i wrong in thinking this person was excessively condescending in the way they were speaking to me no she, uh, they were yes they were the, and the little part that i said yeah. yes they they just jumped all over you when you're like oh wait i found it okay it was from one day ago i found it okay go ahead no it's just it's it boggled the imagination how they were just not understanding what I was trying to ask, not understanding that I was actually wanting to to help, you know, but here's the, this is the message. This is why I bring this all up. This is why I bring this all up. There are going to be varying levels of ally and none of them are wrong. There are going to be people who just peacefully want to be left alone and they're going to look at this and they're going to say, you know, I just want them to be happy. Leave me alone. I don't want any part of this. I don't need to be a part of this. And then there's going to be folks like me who don't understand certain things, but that's okay. I don't need to understand and I don't need to agree with the extremists for me to be valid. If, if somebody from that particular community, the LGBTQ plus community comes up to me and says, Chris, this is who I am. This is what I want to be, and this is how I'm going to live my life. I'm not even going to bat an eyelash. I want just—I want you to be happy. I don't want you to. This—this th- this is one of the things I said in the conversation. There are two types of people right now. There are people who want this conversation to end because they're ignorant and because they're short-sighted and they don't want to be bothered. I want the conversation to end because the need for it has come to an end. I want a world where people can live the way they want to live in, in perfect harmony and equality and equity and everything and all points in between. I want the conversation to end because it, it, the need for it has come to an end. It's like with black lives matter. When I know that my African American friends and family uh, don't have to protest, then the conversation can end. When they don't have to fear for their lives, the conversation can end. Until then, let's talk the hell out of it. But not everybody's going to come to the table with the same level of information, the same level of, of intensity, the same level of passion. And the extremists, this is my message to you. Don't turn those people away. If we're not all the way into the table the way you want us to be, but we're there, come on, let us help. Don't turn us away. Don't tell us off. Don't get condescending because we're not taking it to the level you guys take it to. Don't do that because that's the way you alienate people and and that does not end well. Now, I can safely say with, with, with assurance that this person has not alienated me from the cause. I am not going to take my ire out with this particular person. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to take my, my, my anxieties out on somebody who doesn't deserve it because this person chose to be a condescending person. person. Insert your favorite swear word here. You know, it's just, it, it was uncalled for. It was uncalled for. And it hurtful. I'm, I'm re I'm like going through the um 
thread right now. And I'm trying to follow along about where they're saying. Mm -hmm. And then um, all of a sudden they're like going, they, they explained their credentials. I couldn't see anything about their credentials, what they meant earlier. They, they, they were trying to change the conversation to fit their needs rather yes. than address Chris, and, Chris's and then they were trying. Then they're trying to pull your job into this. Because I, you know what, and, and I will concede now when, when I reread the comment, what I was trying to convey is this person needed to back off because if they found somebody else who had actual authority and actual ability to give repercussions to this person, then they would be in deep shit because of the, the condescending and the way they were treating me. I was trying to say, look, I am a person who has this opinion and I have no, there's, I don't have any authority. I don't have any, there's no way I would be able to lash out at this person in any, any materialistic fashion. All right. And the more I look at the way that, that particular part of the conversation, I, I see how they misinterpreted it. But instead of asking me to clarify, instead of saying, hey, what do you mean by that? They just jumped they right. They jumped and started threatening to go to my job and show them selected screenshots of the conversation. See, but even as I read that conversation, I didn't take it the way they did. And I think they were just trying to nitpick to needle you. I don't think they really believed it. Well, this person from what I'm being told by other sources now, because several people have come to me to say, don't pay her any heed. Uh, I did it. Don't pay them. this person any heed. Don't pay them any heed because, you know, this is the way they act towards everybody. They're an all or nothing type of person. And that's fine. I mean, if you feel that in your, in, in your life, the way you've raised, the, the experiences you've had, that the only way you can address it is head on at full throttle bull in a china shop. I feel bad for you. You're I really run do. People off who would be on your side. Like, Honestly, like you. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't want to alienate people like me because we're going to be the backbone of the society that you want. Because not everybody is going to be as into these issues as you are, right? But. We also support your right to have that lifestyle, to have that freedom, to have that peace of mind that you can live and identify the way you want to. I don't have to understand it. I don't need to understand it. And there are several parts of this particular community I don't understand. And I've said that before. But you know what? That doesn't change the fact that I respect your right to have it. I respect your desire to want to live that life. And to be challenged by somebody who didn't bother to get to know me, has never even spoken to me directly about it. That is, it's an, uh, as you can tell, I'm really fucking angry. This, I'm, I'm angry today. You are. So, uh, um, and I, and I don't know if you happen to have finished the, the thread mm -hmm. that they, they do apologize to you for misinterpreting your statement. Well, they, they apologized. No, they apologized to the post, the original poster. Uh, they didn't. They they were great at tagging me and coming after me directly, right. but when they wanted to apologize, they went to and the original poster and said, oh, well, right. then we apologize to Chris for misinterpreting, which, fine, thank you, I accept mm -hmm. it, but I'm accepting it in slightly tongue-in-cheek fashion because now you don't want to talk to me directly? You could go ahead and insult me and threaten me to my face, but now you're going to apologize to me through somebody else? That's cowardice. That's cowardice. 
And and I'm sorry, whatever I saw in here, I did not see that it was patient and gentle education. Yeah, that's condescending, patient, gentle education. Please, condescend. I was an English major. I know what those words mean. Don't try to outthink me. I'm smarter than you. You're a better educated person. I'm spiking to you directly. Oh my you're better God. educated in the in the matter at hand. Fine, I concede that. But you're not better educated in the English language. Don't insult my intelligence. Uh, on that note, maybe we should take a quick break and uh, let Chris calm down. So, That's fair. That's so, fair. And, and I and I appreciate all of my listeners uh, that are still letting, with us. That are still with us and letting me have my Doctor Phil moment. Yay. Sometimes it's very cathartic, 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 and to get all that stuff off of your chest because I know how much that bothers you because you do want to know, you do want to learn. You, mm -hmm. You're not biased or racist or prejudiced or anything like that. Yep. There's things that you don't understand. I don't understand. Billy doesn't understand. And we want to know so we can understand and we can be respectful of anyone's life decisions and choices and things like that, because that's what makes us such a great world and community and things like that. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry. Uh, what, what is very, very frustrating is the written word when you don't see somebody's facial expression and hear the tone, uh -huh. you misinterpret everything. Well, I'm equally screwed there because when I'm in person with people, people are less likely to take me on because I'm six foot five, 250 pounds. So they okay, automatically yeah. assume they automatically assume that since I'm this towering presence that I'm going to use that and, and throw my, my, my size around to intimidate. I've had to, when people get into arguments with me, I've had to sit down. I will willingly find a chair and lower myself so that they can stand above me so that they feel more comfortable in arguing with me. I will actually lower myself to make somebody feel better about arguing with me. When, when not, that that, not that this person who pissed on me today bothered to f figure that out. But, but truly, and, and that's where a lot, a lot of things start to become misinterpreted is mm -hmm. when, when it's over text because we're trying to do or the, or Facebook or social media or whatever. And, and people automatically jump to the worst conclusions. So like perfect example this afternoon, I'm driving through Wendy's. Yeah. I get a, I get a text message from yours truly, Christopher Frank. Hello. We have a, I have a, uh, wait, how did it go? How did it go? Let me go back in. Uh, I have a problem or something like that. I'm experiencing a problem. I don't remember. It, oh, hold on. I have it. Uh, so I have a problem and, and that's a, that my response is okay. With lots of dots. Like, yeah. Oh, where are we going with this? Well, I was, texting, I was texting you and I was getting phone calls at the same time. So okay. that's why there was a delay. That's why, yeah. So I'm just like, I'm jumping to the worst possible conclusion, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm trying not to let my tone in my text message convey that. And I'm like, yeah. which is, and then you're like, I don't have whatever. And I'm like, Oh, no problem. I can fix that yeah. type thing. And I appreciate but, that by the way. And, but it's just so funny because there's been lots of texts that go back and forth, at least with us as the board, right. where, where we're talking about something and then all of a sudden 
bam, we're like full out at each other's throats over something that was misconstrued mm-hmm. 10 texts ago because someone took it the wrong way type thing. And yeah. it happens to everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what I think what's worse is when it's hot outside because you, you have no ability. Flare. The tempers flare much faster. But on that note, we are going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about the floor is lava in some other reality TV shows. Should they, are they still holding up or are people like just done with certain TV shows? That type of thing. I don't know if anyone else looked at that, but I did. I I watched Well, we'll talk about it on the other side. I did look at floor is lava. Yes. We're going to take a couple minute break. All right. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. I ran around the house a few times, did some laughs, vented some energy. I appreciate you guys letting me have that moment there. It's important. You know, we, we've we spent 150 some odd episodes and we've talked about the fluffy Everything stuff and we've talked anything. about fun stuff and we've talked about serious stuff. We've touched on toxicity. We've touched on, you know, the, the way the world looks at things uh, in our own way, right? So it's, it's good that we don't shy away from those fights because that's how... You know, that's how things don't get fixed. If you if you get these people to shy away from fights that should happen, then you run the risk of it just prolonging even further. So I appreciate that. You guys let me get it out. You did help me clarify a few things. And now we're going to go ahead and we're going to shift gears into something. We're going to be jarringly shifting gears here into something very light and fluffy. Um, a show that we talked about briefly uh, within the past couple of weeks on another podcast. Um reality TV and game shows mixing yet again and creating the floor is lava. Now I'm going to start with saying why (laughs) I did watch a couple of episodes of it. And, and, you know, I think my, my daughter's boyfriend, Josh uh, said something very insightful that helped me kind of crystallize my thinking on it. It always appears that fad television usually shows up, at least six months to a year too late to mesh properly with the fad in question. So there had been a lot of Facebook videos Mm -hmm. like, like forever ago where they're like, Hey, lava five, four, three, two, one. And then the the people are looking around to to jump on fences or to jump into trees or even Mm -hmm. jump into a water fountain or whatever. And, and they're like, Oh, there goes my phone type thing. And they're like all scrambling around. Um, I'm like me personally, I've never played the floor is lava game. I think I remember vaguely jumping around my mom's furniture when I was five or six. Yeah. that That's about right. I mean, Hunter, we talked to Hunter the other day. She goes, Oh yeah, I remember playing that, blah, 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 that type of thing. Um, for those that, are not aware of what it means. The floor is is lava is a game in which players pretend that the floor or ground is made of lava. Okay. Hence the name. And thus must avoid touching the ground as if touching the ground would kill the player who did so. So you have to stay off the floor by standing on furniture or the room's architecture. Anything is in play except for the floor. I didn't have any siblings. I had cousins. We didn't play the floor is lava. They played Tanya, 
come downstairs and run across the plastic plastic uh, mat that covered the carpet that had all the little spikes in it mm-hmm. when, they, when they turned it upside down and I had to run across it, not realizing what they did. And it was ow, 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 and mad at all my cousins for the next hour or so. Gotta love them. But yeah, I didn't play The Floor is Lava. But <laughs> I played The Floor is Made of Spikes, and it really was. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to I'm actually hang on a second, because my daughter just showed up. Jules, come here for a second. We've started talking about, there's a reality TV game show now called The Floor is Lava right? Where people have to jump around an obstacle course. And if they fall in, it's the, this like this orangish red goo and they jump, they dive in and then they're lost. They're, they died to the lava as it were. And the trick is to get as many people over to the safe zone as possible. That's how you score points as a team. Do you remember ever playing the floor is lava as a kid at our old house? Did you ever do that I with never, your brother? I never played it with Ian or like any of that, but I played it at like school uh-huh. when we were bored. Okay. During study halls or like during can you guys hear her okay? Yeah, um, bit, if yeah. They were yeah. bored during study hall or during class, but they wasn't anything. They would just jump on desks and stuff. It was interesting. All right. Well, they've made an actual game show out of it now. Kind of. Ten thousand dollars. It's on Netflix. Is that real? It is. Is that what you were talking about last night? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna avoid that. Okay. Kind of You're home from work now. Yes. Sir. All right. Go relax. Thank you. All right. So. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I do like the host, Rutledge. I have seen him a lot in in the American version of Top Gear um, with Matt LeBlanc, and uh, and he is he's got a own sh- his own show because he's a quite a car collector. He likes rare and weird kind of vehicles, so he's got a show where he, he collects them and sells them off or keeps them and stuff like that. And he's a very interesting personality. Uh, so I do like the host, Rutledge. Um, I will tell you, I watched the first couple of episodes this afternoon, and uh, and and can we give these teams just a little bit of acting lessons before they jump out into that obstacle course? Can, I, can we just do that? <laughs> oh, they're, I, it's funny. I made it through two episodes also. I think Sunday I watched them. How about and, the three boys who play tennis? Oh, they were the worst. That, that's who I was going to bring up. Yes. Oh, my awful. God. Those meatheads. Oh. <laughs> they were awful. <laughs> They were terrible. Yeah. I do. I, I did. Go ahead, Tanya. You first. I'm like, I'm watching them, and what what it is is some of the, some of the teams have really good quote unquote teamwork, but mm-hmm. then some of the other teams are like, <laughs> nope, they just left one person in the dust, and they're over, and they got their one point um, on the other side, and then the other two people are like, um, what about us? How about thing. the uh, the the guy who basically sacrificed his twin sister? Yeah. Oh, right. like, the you go ahead and take the hit for everybody. <laughs> but they, they, it's funny. They were the very first contestants on the first episode. Yeah. And I thought this can't get worse. Turns out I liked them the best out of the six teams I saw. <laughs> well, the three, the three brothers in the, in the American flag tank tops were interesting. Oh, yeah. The was a little forced. That What's that? Weren't they in the same episode? Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, it was because it went from twins to triplets. That's oh, right. Okay. Right, and the three the three brothers were the banter was a little forced. It was like they were trying to be funny, and and that doesn't work. It's like it's like you know when you put Tanya and I and a couple of others in an escape room, and 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 let things just fly, then it gets interesting because the banter is not. It's just us 
working through things and, and yelling funny things at each other and whatnot. Right. Mm -hmm. So that would be the kind of the vibe, but these guys knew they were going to be on TV and they acted like it, you know? So it's just like, what? They um, upped it. It was like, a couple things that sort of bothered me about that show. First, you never saw the three teams at the same time, which means they were all filmed completely separate, separate times. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that the host awarded each team the the main prize, and then they inserted whoever really won. Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, it, it, it just looks cheap to me i i, I don't know it, it looks like it needs some more production values well, maybe, maybe it should be bleachers or something so the other teams could be watching these guys yes or maybe um they were each because they were all in clean outfits mm-hmm. maybe they were um uh filmed say you won at the beginning blah 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 blah, blah so they would have the reaction yeah. mm-hmm. before they went in. So what you're doing is you're enhancing Billy's point to the fact that there is a lot of jiggery pokery going on in the production of this. Very well could be. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, there's there's the floor is lava burning questions answered from like three days ago. While okay. you guys talk, I'm going to open this and see what happens. I, I would like to not focus on just what I didn't like because I do not like the show. I thought it was cheesy and silly, and and the contestants were were were. When it came to their athleticism, I'm not worried about that. I'm not questioning that because they were definitely jumping around, you know, and and yeah, climbing things. Oh my god! So so good on, good on them, but the the acting was horrible. However, I do want to focus on some of the cool things. Like I did, I I do like the host Rutledge. I think he's very kind of he's he's very earnestly funny. And I'm glad you told me where he is from because I, I sort of liked him myself and I didn't know and I didn't bother to Google him mm-hmm. and find out who he was. But he, I think he did a good job. And uh, and I do like the aspect of the show that there is no set path to the goal. There's like three or four different routes that somebody could take. you know. And this was pointed out when we were talking about it the other day in, in one of the podcasts. Um and then they go about the business and talking about it. And when they're setting up the room, they're saying, oh, they can go this way or they can go this way or they can go this way, uh, you know, or they can surprise us. And we don't know. I think that's kind of cool, that that open world yeah. kind of aspect. of. I mean, there is a certain um, limit to it, but it's not like Wipeout where you have to go this, or, mm-hmm. or American Ninja Warrior. We have to do the same things in the same order, in the same way, or and it's whoever does it fastest. There's a certain creativity involved. So I think that's kind of neat. Now, one thing I, I'm curious about just in my own brain is that mm-hmm. I used to be a fairly big fan of both Survivor and Big Brother who mm-hmm. had reward challenges and veto challenges or whatever they were called. And I cared about those. And I was really excited to watching most of them while I was a fan. No, the, the athletic aspect of it and who would win this and or win those challenges. And Mm -hmm. for some reason I cared less during Flora's lava. And I don't know if I found the contestants less likable or Mm -hmm. maybe in survivor and big brother, you got to know the personalities of the the characters more before you put them in, you know, Mm -hmm. who can swim 
to the other side of the island or whatever the fastest well, or eat the, an octopus the, or whatever it was. The episodes here are like 25 to 32 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find like myself, I fast forwarded through all the team talking parts where they were kind of describing what the team was like and things like that and talking mm-hmm. background and went right to when they walk in and see the planetarium or the kitchen or the bedroom or the study or the basement um, for the first time. And then they're like, the floor is lava, that, that mm-hmm. type of thing. And then I would fast forward between the start of the next team until their challenge started. So, I mean, I was able to watch all eight episodes or 10 episodes, however many episodes there were um in a matter of like a day right because okay. i just kept fast forwarding through it and then it was like friday night or whatever i was watching it and um it, there was sometimes there was a team of two going head to head against another team of two so it's not just always a team of three i um, see okay so sometimes there was a team of two and um what i find is you have to have some semblance of athletics athleticism in order to participate in this, because I'm sorry, I know I could not do the monkey bars under in the, the kitchen with the pots mm-hmm. or in the canoe. And if oh, no, anyone I'd be, saw- I'd be in the lava in, in the first jump, because I'm, my oh. athleticism disappeared a half a lifetime ago. Well, there goes the monkey business team. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Well, and, and that's what I'm like thinking. I'm like, oh my God, you have to ha- be somehow in some type of shape in order to um participate in this and when those people i'm sorry when those people miss a jump it looks like it effing hurts a lot Mm. or even when they land the jump on the the easter island heads yes the mother mother who was planted on one of them i felt bad for her i may have made the jump but i'm not getting up you guys go (laughs) on without me I'm, I'm, i'm gonna be like the the cop in the buddy movie you guys go on without me yeah. I can't imagine the bruises that they had coming off of that because oh, that God, stuff yeah. can't be soft. No, no, no. It couldn't have been easy at all. No, so I, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to throw shade on the athleticism because these people really had to, to move around and put themselves through things mm-hmm. to get from point A to point B, right? And and that was, I think, another cool part of the fact that it was so open world is there was no, there was there was a lack of, of certainty because they would go to one particular spot and then they suddenly couldn't figure out where to go next. I mean, that there there is a certain level of challenge involved. Okay, cool. You know, so that was kind of neat. I'm just wondering if, you know, the, the show and the overall uh, really was, you know, that quality TV, I think it's overproduced. You know, I think it's what we were, we were talking about just a moment ago. But I don't know. No, I was oh, just. Funny. They, they were looking at it. Um, it's like, uh, they're like, when people fall all into the lava, did you tell them to make it as dramatic as possible? <laughs> like the the one of the producers, McGrath, goes, "It's so funny. We didn't tell them to act. We told everybody to have fun with it and really go for it." Push, pull, swing, climb, play, use everything in the room. But we never told people to act in any way. I think that's just what happens. I think when you're playing this and you're in that room and there's 100,000 gallons of lava in front of you, boiling and bubbling and smoking, you just turn into your eight-year-old self again and you're playing. And that's what you did when you played in your parents' basement. When your brother touched the carpet, you would always say, no, in that fun way. I think so. He thinks people just went for it. We really had good contestants and they really had a good time with it. 
Um, they were also saying that, um, oh, where was it? About um, the things that they learned um, from this first season, um, that everything was custom built for the show. Mm-hmm. Even the couches, they had taken a couch, stripped it all down and did a steel frame, frame reinforcement and then had to change what the cushions were made of so that they could survive the lava. Um, so in one of the ep- episodes, when the girls from the SD babes just threw all the cushions um, off the couch into the lava and I was watching it, she was stripping the leather couch. It was in the episode where they were in um, the Africa table Okay, I haven't seen that one yet. There's two canoes and a rope ladder and things like that, and they were just stripping the couches um, and the chairs and taking all all the back cushions off because they didn't want anything to kind of impede them jumping from one thing to the other. Okay. Like, okay. So um, they're like, so they have to make sure that everything is basically lava proof. So the stuff that they were testing wasn't ever really the finished product in that pool. So they could um, change handholds, make it harder, make it easier, do a lot of testing, that type, that type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it's coming back next season. I don't know if it's going to be um, a room, uh, a room like this, mm-hmm. or or um, they're going to redo some other stuff because the picture at the top looks like um, like a mansion with like steps, but I don't know if it happens to be. Um, the other show that they were using information from. Um, uh, I can't remember what the other thing was. Uh, It was the obstacle course. Oh, a cheeky mix of Wipeout and Legends of the Hidden Temple. So now I want to go see what Legends of the Hidden Temple are. I believe it was like a Nickelodeon game show of some sort. With, uh, an Indiana Jones. It was sort of an Indiana Jones themed show, I believe, in terms of challenges and that. So I'm like, I'm I'm all for it to at least watch. Now, Anne, when I was talking to her last night, she loves this show. She loves it. She thinks it's hysterical. I but, thought it was cute. I thought it had some funny moments, but then there was some other cheesy stuff. Actually, and former I- FC3 guest Dan Perrant, uh, his Facebook post is the one that pointed me towards it. Oh, really? He loved it. Huh. And he and he and I have a lot of stuff in common in terms of things we like and enjoy, so I thought I was going to love it. and. I didn't, but maybe I'll give it another chance because I do have a couple thoughts. First, Tanya, does your Q&A say what happens when the person falls into the lava? Is there like a place that, well, no, but for real, (laughs) where where does the person go? Can they, like, they don't stop the taping to get the person out of the stuff, I'm assuming. Do they, is there a place where they like swim underwater and get out? underneath somehow well i know they do creative editing so it looks like they did it but Mm. um because i mean but the challenge is timed and you wouldn't want to disrupt the the timing of the game i would assume yeah they might say if you whatever you swim out to a certain area or whatever Mm. um but it doesn't really say in this particular thing um it says, is the lava on Netflix's floor, is lava really hot? Let's see. Let's it's kept it warm is. for the comfort of the people who fall in it. 
Yeah, that's a good uh, point. I'm sinking. Yeah, what well, I wonder what that stuff really does feel like or what the temperature is or um the some it says when some contestants are shown coming in contact with law, they've indicated the substance was in fact hot or at least warm. Um but um it's kind of um it's a secret proprietary blend made by Hollywood's biggest chemics chemists and the slime goopy substance makers. Mm-hmm. So they're not telling you exactly what's in it, but they did three months of research where they had at least 50 different formulas in order to get it to bubble flow, be slippery, be viscous in the right way, and also be safe that people can be submerged in it for minutes at a time, hours at a time, whatever it is, and come out safely. Huh. Interesting. So, and the, it does, you, doesn't you, say what, right now yeah. what, where people go when they get them out. Because that's what I was wondering while I was watching. Where do these people go once they fall in? Because I know the thing is they fell in the lava and they die or whatever. But oh, the floor is lava. Where do yeah. they go? Hold on. Yeah. And and while you're looking that up, uh, another thing. I wonder if season two, they should have a celebrity edition. The cast of Brooklyn Nine-Nine versus WWE oh. Tag Team Champs versus you know, <laughs> you know the NFL Brett Favre team or whatever mm-hmm. so I, I wonder if a celebrity edition of floor is lava if not i'm gonna propose it uh, i think that's an excellent idea too oops there goes my ice my ice just you all right over there dropping stuff no i i, I had a glass of water and the ice sort of uh, rearranged itself Gotcha. Gotcha. Are we, what, what, Tanya, what are you looking oh, for? Again? What, what, yeah, it says, what happens when the people are presumed dead? Okay. Um, it says, if the viewer observes carefully, they'll notice a pattern that's quite evident once everything is pieced together. The show doesn't explain where the person has disappeared to, but its smart editing work certainly does. After the teammates show their varying level of surprise, the show quickly switches to a replay, mostly a slow-mo at the failed attempt on a loop. Ah, that this makes sense. This interestingly gives the drowned person ample time to emerge out of the liquid and make a quick exit, something that obviously gets edited out. Mm-hmm. But the clock um, can still keep running while the person Yes, because is the other exiting. ones are still trying to... The other yeah. two are trying to... Or other one is still trying to get across to the... They're the supposedly taken, get taken to another room where they watch the amusing antics of their remaining team members as they try to reach the exit. And dry off. A, a sillier theory that's also being discussed is the possibility of a manhole on the floor of the room that could be opened up for the contestant to escape from once they... That was in. my... Th- that's what I was thinking, to be honest but with you. Supposing it is like a drain at the bottom of the swimming pool, its opening could cause a bit of the lava to seep through. Not that it would matter as the rooms have... Uh, as the rooms have gallons full of bubbling red liquid. Um, Another Twitter user brought up the theory of an underwater scuba team. I think that's completely impractical. So that stays put below the waves of lava waiting for someone to sink in. And as soon as someone slips and slides off an assuming bar stool or the replica of Mars, the experts come in and whisk the person away. Kind of like National Treasure. Um, as unlikely as it sounds, it does make the theory of editing seem much likelier in comparison. But they do are they are quite tight lipped about the whole situation, which provides a menacing level of mystery to the show. The cert- contestants certainly don't die, and neither are they kept hostage under the lava. 
Um, so <laughs> for what happens to the contestants, what they um, disappear into the lava, um, Wood replied with, ha ha, we can't say, adding more fuel to the fire. Mm. So even he said, mm, I can't tell you. So, <laughs> but you're going to anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so chances are, yeah, I'm, it's, they probably, they're probably swimming out while there's editing going on of everything on a loop. Mm -hmm. While they thing. show the replay of the failed yeah. attempt at whatever the person was doing. Right. But, oh my God. When you have to get at least to like the um, bedroom room um and watch everyone trying to jump on and off of the bed oh, I oh the did spinning see that bed one. i, I the did see that one. episode yeah. yeah oh my god i would be so sick i, I was looking at him like oh my god i would be so sick the to whole that. point no, the best way to do that one is you would because i've been in a similar situation i was an obstacle course where there was a spinning component is you work your way to the middle immediately and then just start jogging in place so you can keep yourself facing one direction and you let the thing spin under your feet. So you just keep moving your feet so that it's it's spinning, but you're not. And that's how you, you, you prevent getting dizzy in, in a situation like that. Depending on how fast the item is spinning, you really got to move your feet, but it allows you to at least not get dizzy. So you have that ability to, to, to stick with it. Okay. So, so there's, there's a hint for you. But yeah, and, and watching it on TV, it looks like um, some of the obstacles are closer than what they say they are. I mean, some of them ha are like six, seven feet apart. Yeah, but there's so much there are some jumps that had to be done. TV. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't want to diss the um, I don't want to diss the the athleticism. Right, because these people do have to be moving and jumping and and uh, and and diving and things, and it's it's tough. It's tough. And the dexterity to to stop their mo forward momentum on something slippery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can fair. see how slippery it is. Just like um, the planetarium, the flat Earth. That one woman's feet came out right out from underneath her. Really? And, I yeah, didn't see that fortunately, one. Yet. Fortunately, she caught herself, but like she jumped. Her feet came out and she landed on her rear end, but never mm -hmm. fell in. But it, yeah, it was. Uh, this show sounds like it's one bed fall away from a lawsuit. To be honest, with you. <laughs> I'm assuming there's a lot of uh, uh, waiver signed mm -hmm. in regards to this. Right. So, I don't know, but um, looking looking at okay, so this this is the 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 newest game show um has anyone seen the preview for cannonball no i've never even heard of it until you mentioned it just now that's starting i think next week hold on i'm gonna take a guess it has something to do with the cannonball run there you go it's uh... a car chase isn't it a race uh, TV show USA 2020. Um, this is hosted by WWE superstar Mike the Miz. Okay, Miz. Yeah, Mitchan. Yeah, I'm not sure. He, he goes by the Miz in wrestling. Miz. He's the Miz. premieres this summer on the USA Network. Um, 
It's a water-based action game show. Okay, way wrong. That you have 24 contestants take on a series of inflatable games and physical challenges. Like what I have seen is like a big surfboard suspended from um, a wire and people step out on to the um, surfboard and are trying to get across and being stay um, balanced on that surfboard. It was every, every um, trailer I have seen. Hmm. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm hmm. thinking this is even bigger than and better than Wipeout. It hmm. says... Um, featuring contestants from all across America who face off in the biggest, wettest, slipperiest water sports competition ever created. So that is coming out. Let's see. Um, oh, Thursday, July 9th. So oh, wow. the day after this drops, the first um, season episode one goes, I need to pay my bills. What what <laughs> channel is this on? Network? You what? USA. Okay. Oh, which makes sense actually because uh Monday Night Raw, the WWE's uh sort of main show is on USA Network. Okay. So So they have Ro- Roski Diaz, Simon Gibson, and um the Miz. There's actually some- it, the Miz, I believe, they found him as a cast member on MTV's Real World. WWE. Hmm. If I'm to sort of tie back into reality television, back in yeah, the days said, when um, he auditioned for the Real World after seeing a casting call on MTV, mm-hmm. yep. and he now he's a championship wrestler, real good one too. And he's from Parma, Ohio. Yes, he is. Although when he goes back to Ohio, he he's like done a couple B movies and stuff. So he likes to say now he's from Hollywood and do sort of like the star gimmick and put down the people when like the WWE does a show in Ohio. He likes to put him down and and be the bad guy. He's a really good bad guy. He's very funny. So let me check out the Miz on Cannonball. Hmm. Oh, he was on Supernatural. Oh, he was in the wrestling um episode. Beyond what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. He really stretched his acting abilities with that one. <laughs> you know, I was looking at him like, I'm like, I don't know. But um, so do you think that certainly like, say Survivor and Big on uh, and um what you said what the Amazing Big Race? Brother. Uh, Big actually, Brother. Actually I liked Amazing Race too. I, I enjoyed that one. And I think I the Amazing Race was on. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is Amazing Race still on? I don't know. It, it'd be I, really hard to do now because you go around the world. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. I have lost track of reality TV at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I think Survivor might still be on. Survivor's still on. <laughs> Big Brother, I'm not sure. And Amazing Race, oh. I'm not sure. But I did enjoy well, all three well. of those at different times. It says, The Amazing Race returns to CBS for season 32 in 2020. Yeah, sure. This was dated June twenty fifth, twenty twenty. Um, let's see, including why the premiere was canceled. Let's see. Unless they taped it last year, they probably did. It was filmed between (laughs) this. This one was filmed between November tenth and December third, twenty eighteen. They have been sitting on the shelf for more than a year. Um. So. 
Could you imagine the non-disclosure that they've had to sign? Yeah, because all the contestants isn't the the prize money like a hundred grand or something? You know, so if you knew someone was going to be an amazing or yeah, amazing race and showed up, you know, buying a car the next week. Well, I know who won. Okay, amazing race prize money. Um. Oh no, the winning team takes home one million. Oh, that's even harder to hide. The second place team wins twenty five thousand, and the third place team gets ten thousand. Huh. But each team earns money with the first eliminated pair going home with fifteen hundred. Huh. Interesting that they've been sitting on it for two years now. Yeah. Well, now Ooh. they got a chance to show it because there's gonna there's some shows that aren't in production right now, and there's gonna be some holes to fill. Yeah, it so. said. Um, the premiere was supposed to be May 20th. Um, production was shut down to COVID-19. So, um, uh, la, 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 la. why would it be shut down? Just out of sort of sensitivity to the. No, well, I think because production, um, it says CBS had planned a special two hour premiere on Wednesday, May 20th, but that production was shut down because they couldn't run the premiere because of the COVID-19, because everything is, wasn't up and running. Hmm. Well, CBS. Okay. No, like they haven't shown anything for a while. Hmm. All right. Chris, are you still there? I'm still here. Okay. Just I'm just listening to you two chatting. Um, and they, they started production on Amazing Race Season 33 in February 2020. Ooh, just under the wire. It, but it um, halted production after filming three episodes and they made stops in England and Scotland. But then um, March happened. Right. And, uh, to everybody. Yeah. So it says, is the coronavirus affecting the amazing race? Um, they have temporarily suspended production of the 33rd season. All contestants and production staff are in the process of returning home. No racers or anyone on the production team had have contacted the virus shown systems and they're not anyone aware of being exposed to it. Huh. So, but I don't know. Um, it looks like amazing race is currently slotted to come in. Amazing race 32 is currently slotted to come in on Wednesday nights, 9 PM um, this fall. So sometime this fall, they're going to show the one from two years ago. And actually I bet it does really well because people want to see, other Something. people and doing things in the world and so traveling. Think, oops, it'll be like Don't a fantasy it. movie. Do do we think like um is Big Brother, Amazing Race, Survivor are are they still like the draw for people or is it just more of the same and people are getting tired of them? They don't I, have the I think buzz they did. I think it's a double-edged sword, really. I think you're going to find a, pl- a lot of people who who love this stuff and look forward to the next one. And then there's people who were all about it at first, but they're like, okay, this has gotten old. I'm moving on. And then there's folks like me who was just like, this is not TV to begin with, and I'm never going to watch <laughs> it. I, I watched, when it comes to reality TV, Dan and I watched the first season of Survivor together. 
Mm-hmm. We were we were living together in a uh, townhouse over in Arundaquay. It was before I got married, and um, so that's how long ago that was. What's that? With Richard Hatch and Rudy. Yep. Exactly. And um, so we watched the first Survivor, and I think we watched most of the first American Idol, where Kelly Clarkson won. Mm-hmm. Or no, I think Kelly Clarkson. Uh, no, that she was, won the first one. Yeah, she won the first one, but I think that was after. I think that was like early 2000s, if I'm not mistaken on that one. I might have the timing on that one wrong is what I was thinking. But I do remember watching Survivor. And then after that, I was done. I'd seen it once. That was all I needed. And then, you know, Boston Rob showed up. And I'm hearing all about people talking about Boston Rob. And I'm he's like a See, legend I was of a American fan. Survivor. I was, I was a fan. Yeah, he, he's a legend of this in Survivor lore, mm-hmm. right? So, but so I've heard about him and I've listened to people tell the stories, but I never have actually gone back to watching it. And and oh. shows like The Bachelor and Bachelorette are not even on my radar. Okay. <laughs> it's not even paradise. Well, and then there's all these other ones now, like 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight. Oh, God, I know. Seriously, this is just asking for just terrible things to happen um there's some that are um across the pond don't tell the bride oh my god that the groom takes care of everything and does all the plans and things like that and Mm -hmm. down to like picking out the wedding gowns and things like that even if even if it is a wedding gown the bridesmaids dresses and like the girls have nothing to say Oh my God, that's just disaster waiting to happen. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, okay, like I I can understand like um, say yes to the dress or whatever, but it's not like a reality TV game show type thing. But then there's some like, like other just reality TV shows going, why? Like my Mm -hmm. mom was talking about why would someone go on naked and afraid? Right. Because that's not contrived in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, so, I mean. Otherwise it- known as the next episode of FC3 Monkey Business. <laughs> Naked and afraid. You know I did watch The Quest, though. It was a one-season thing. Um, it was a fantasy-based reality competition. And that's the only real. They had paladins. Mm-hmm. And they have epic challenges and it was only one season. Um, oh, I remember that one. Yeah, that was actually kind of clever. I do remember that one. In Everrealm, a land of magic and malevolence created by the producers from Lord of the Rings franchise and the Amazing Race. Yeah, no, that was a fun one. I do remember that. Let me, yeah, that that's that was kind of interesting. Of course, I'm also fairly fond of Renaissance festivals, so that kind of bled into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they kind of like went to what you what you like. So of course you're going to do that, but yeah, I don't know. So I'm just like looking at this, going, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but as someone that was a fan of Survivor, Big Brother, Amazing Race, I I did just sort of get tired. I I enjoyed it, and I bet that if I turned it on, I'd get caught up into the storylines and the games again. But at one point, you no, know, over a break either something else showed up that I wanted to watch instead or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, you know, uh, not maybe it was American Idol. I did like American Idol for a couple seasons because I'm a music fan and I got to hear people sing some mm-hmm. of them really, really good. So I, I, but I got tired of those. 
I actually, look, now, I, I, I love superheroes. I get tired of the CW shows after a while and sort of tap out after a bit. Okay. There was no show I liked more than Riverdale for a while, and I haven't seen or Supergirl, and I haven't seen either of those in a, couple, in a few seasons. Well, you know my mantra. I haven't caught up on CW shows in such a long time. I've forgotten mm-hmm. they even existed. On, and on, I'm on sure if I games. turned them on, I would love them, to be honest. True. With you. That's a fair point. But I, I haven't in years. I've, I find other things. Like right now, I'm watching Pushing Daisies, which is a show from 2007. And mm-hmm. I love it. And it's only two seasons, so I know I'll get through it quick. There you go. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I know we could probably still go on to other reality shows and things like that. And it, that's probably a conversation for another day. Uh-huh. Um, so I think at this point, maybe we'll take uh, another quick break and then come back and hopefully we'll have a question of the week. I have an idea. I don't, I don't have Dan's list. So. Then we're in good shape because Billy has an idea. I have an Yay. idea. I'll run it through you through the break. There you go. Uh, All right. So we are going to break right about now. are back ladies gentlemen and all points in between uh, i hope you guys are having fun with it so far we've been, this has been an interesting episode <laughs> we're, we're, it's been in- is, Chris, did we get you out of your funk i i'm less funky at the moment yes thank you i appreciate that this okay. I, I get by with a little help from my friends so that's all that's important i suppose in the long run now but, i want to uh, watch reality tv and game shows damn you <laughs> That's okay. I was just swinging and dancing in my chair. So we have some meetings going on right now as far because I know usually it's about time we talk about events. Uh, and we have some meetings going on right now. So the next FC3 is going to be something we're going to be talking about very, very soon. We are getting the last pieces of the puzzle so we know what's going on in the near future for FC3. Uh, and as soon as we know that, we will share that with you, our, our listeners and followers. Uh, until then, Billy, 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 sounds like yes, you've got yourself the question of the week this week. I do have a question of the week because we were talking about game shows and reality shows. What mm-hmm. game show or reality show do you think you would be good at? Which one <laughs> would you want to be on? Through the history of game shows. You now you can go back to the 50s mm-hmm. if you want. Okay. Um, Tanya, you first. Well, one that I would love to be on. And I'm thinking I'm getting a little bit better at it. I'm I'm sorry. The price is right. Okay, that, that would that, be fun. Yeah. That, now, here's, if we want to talk about you know past or hit or present, would you want to be on The Price Is Right with oh, Bob Barker or Drew Bob Carey? Barker. Bob, I'm not that I don't like Drew Carey. I do, but uh-huh. it's definitely a different vibe. Bob's the man. He is the man. I'm like, is he still like, alive, Bob Barker? Mm-hmm. No, that's a good did question. He, I don't think so. He, let me let me check. You go ahead, guys. Yes, keep I talking about question. it. So definitely, The Price Is Right is one of them. And I know I personally could not do like American Ninja Warrior and things like that because I am not athletic whatsoever. Um, but another one, uh, I Bob think- is still alive. Oh wow. my god. He is 96 years old. His birthday is December 12th, but he is hanging in there and trucking right oh. along. Um, so I think, so the Price is Right is one of them. Okay. Um, I want to say, um, I do like Wheel of Fortune. 
Um, that that was one. I can do a little bit of Jeopardy, but I'm not super good at it. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. I want um, uh, press your luck. <laughs> no whammy, no whammy, no, no whammy. whammy, no whammy. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think another one is Family Feud. Okay. Family Feud is another one that I think. However, I'm like, do I go back to the Richard Dawson era or the Steve Harvey era? Oh, Steve Harvey is is hilarious as all hell. I would love to be on the show with him. Oh, one of the questions, like, which of the seven dwarfs would you describe your wife in bed? And both husbands are shaking their head no. Like, nope, we're not. No, we're not. We're not. We're not not trying this one. (laughs) Steve, I think the reason I love Steve Harvey so much is his reactions. Right, his facial expressions and the way that he reacts to people—it is he. I I love watching the show just to watch him because he's just so damn funny. His background as a stand-up comedian really does him well on that show. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it's hysterical. So, all right. So, Pressure Luck, Family Feud. Um, I love these shows. I I think Family Feud. We should do a version with like me, you, no, the the three of us, Anne and Dan. Uh Okay, as a team, that would be hilarious. Versus, that would be amazing. Versus, I don't know. The other we'll get like get to Giorgio and a couple of the guys yeah. from Channel Thirteen, and yeah. then we'll do a family feud. Oh, that would be fun. hysterical. Okay, Chris, what's your thought? We're gonna um, have last because it's his question. I did. I did think about when, when uh-huh. Billy first posed the question during the break. I did think about Jeopardy because I know that I have a decent amount of useless information tucked away in my head. As as Zach used to say back in the day, if it doesn't make me money, I know it. Right. You and Randy. Randy but, is. But the more I talk about this topic, the more I want to say the ten thousand dollar pyramid. Oh, that's mm. a good one. I would love to have been on that show because they're just, it's, it's basically verbal charades and I was an English major. So vocabulary is kind of a thing for me. <laughs> so I would just have a blast with that one. And there's the other one that was a, was it password? Password. I watched password, password was a good one. three nights a week. Yeah. Um, have you watched, um, seen chain reaction? It's like a newer version of it. I, I used to watch it when it was originally out. Here we go, here we go. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. The password. The password is friction. Yeah, I'm gonna get myself smacked for that one. <laughs> At least I thought that was funny. So. All right, so anyway, carry on, carry on. Um the other one that I was thinking about is um let's make a deal. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Oh, another good one. Monty Hall or Wayne Brady? either okay that's I fair love wayne Brady. wayne's the man yep. wayne's mm-hmm. freaking you know whose line is it anyway there you go i'd love to be mm-hmm. like a guest spot, do a guest spot on whose line is it anyway i'm not i can't ad lib that fast uh-huh yeah well you know i don't think yeah. i can i don't think i could keep up with colin mockery and and uh, and ryan there Ryan's either i wouldn't be able to keep yeah. up with them but i would Great i point. would certainly freaking try i would <laughs> i would certainly try <laughs> Oh, the time that they had Richard Simmons on. Oh, oh my, my God. Anytime he's on, they cannot ever keep a straight. My, my favorite, my favorite episode all time of whose line is it anyway? was Robin Williams was the guest. That was a good one. Oh my God. It was, I, they couldn't keep up with him, you know? So that was always, it was fun to see Colin and Ryan just basically struggling to keep up with Robin Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. So how about you, Billy? 
See, it's an easy one for me, and you may or may not remember these shows. Uh, you mm-hmm. might, Chris. Do you remember Remote Control on MTV? Oh, God, yes. On MTV. Yes. With Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn was the sidekick. The main right. host was Ken Ober. Ken Ober. I was I was trying to th- I was gonna say sail something, but and, Ken Ober, yeah. And uh there was a, a female sidekick that rotated mm-hmm. there was a few different ones. Uh um, Marisol Massey. Marisol uh Kari Warrer was amazing. Yes. Kari Warrer had a serious crush on her Everyone in the day. Loved her. Susan Ashley. Yeah. Now see I have not a clue of what it was. But it's all TV trivia. And done very sillily. I mean, they're, they're like a little it's TV fashion. It's where Adam Sandler and Dennis Leary and Colin Quinn all sort of got their starts. Right. Uh, they were all parts of the show. And it was very funny, but all TV trivia that I would nail. In fact, I have a friend that won on that show. Uh, Did you really? Yeah. In fact, I still run into her every once in a while. Um, Janice Schwind, if you're listening. She won on, on, on MTV Remote Control now. I was always jealous that she got to go on. The final round is they put you in a, like a lounge chair. It and was they a show you, adjustable bed. Oh, that's right. It was. And, I've already. And didn't they show you like, <laughs> was it 10 uh, MTV videos? And you had to guess what all more from based on the short clips. Yes. Um, Am I guessing the final round correctly? Something about, yeah, that um, there were images or whatever. Images from MTV videos, like music videos. And you had to guess what they were within 30 seconds or 60 seconds. Um, or something. Grand, they had the grand prize round. Um, they had the MTV version, um, facing a wall and nine TV sets. Um, some were turned sideways, upside down. They were playing each a different music video mm-hmm. simultaneously. They had to identify the artists in the videos, um, correct, awarded a prize and shut that TV off. If you were able to identify all nine within 30 seconds, you won the grand prize, usually a trip or a, a car or a trip, $5,000 in celebrity episodes. Um, it says before the clock started ticking, the contestant was given a split second glimpse of every video at once. You could pass on a video and return to it after playing all nine if time remained on the clock. Hmm. Yep, I'd be good at that show, it, although not as good at the at the final grand prize round, whatever they called it. I knew the TV trivia like the back of my hand, though. <laughs> and uh, another one, Rock and Roll Jeopardy, which was a version of oh, Jeopardy. Wow, yeah. It was on VH1, and it's exactly what it was. All the question all the categories and questions had to do with music and the host was the survivors jeff probst oh i remember that now yeah wow that's digging deep what was the other show rock and roll jeopardy it's a version of jeopardy with all music trivia or music i can understand why that would be an appeal for you (laughs) so those are my choices although um Watching, like I said, I spend at least a couple nights a week watching old game shows. I have a channel called Buzzer that shows mm-hmm. game shows from the 70s and 80s. And for some reason, Card Sharks is my favorite. It's the <laughs> stupidest show in the world, and mm-hmm. I love it. Where It starts off with the host, Jim Perry, asking a question. We asked 100 school teachers, you know, how many people think, their kids would be able to graduate high school. And you had to guess, no, I think mm-hmm. the teachers say 75 and then the other percent. And then like whoever got higher. that higher or mm-hmm. lower, got that right. Then you, 
it just goes to the cards where let's say you start out with a five. I think the next you have like five cards in a row and I, I think the next card is going to be higher. And then if it is, you get the guess again. And it, it, it's the stupidest show ever. And I can't stop. I can't watch it enough when it's on. Freeze. Exactly. Tanya's <laughs> seen it. <laughs> oh, and then of course the other game, was it the match game? Match game. Yeah. I watch match games still. Occasionally. You're given a, a thing by whatever the host was. Gene Rayburn. Uh, uh, is it, what is it? A, a story. And then it's like, blank, whatever. And then the six. You had to fill in the, the blank of crazy Eddie. Uh, is yeah. so dumb. How dumb is he? That he thinks but pants yeah. are about. Equal Don't. blank, and you have to fill in the blank exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the classics. See if you can match Charles Nelson Riley and Brett. There you go. And um, who? Uh, Paul Lind. Hollywood Squares. Yeah, Paul Lind was Hollywood Squares. Yeah. Oh so, man, I think we've exhausted that topic. Yeah. That was a fun one, though. That was a good one. Oh man, now I want to go back and watch some of these. Oh, don't <laughs> think I'm not going to. <laughs> what do you think I'm doing when I once I'm done? <laughs> Richard um, Dawson was on there. Uh-huh. Um, and they'd be drinking and smoking and not yep. caring about what they said because you know they knew they knew things would get bleeped out if they had to. I was I was watching an old episode of Password a couple weeks ago, and I mm-hmm. was stunned to see George Papard was one of the celebrity uh contestants he oh, was wow. the celebrity a team and he was uh-huh. smoking while he was playing and it, yeah. it made me laugh out loud right because watch something like that happen these days mm-hmm. exactly oh, no kidding but oh, you know what this was a really fun episode that started with the floor is lava and has just uh game shows fun. man game yeah. shows i love game shows i love board games I love games. That's right. You're a board game fan. Well, I was, you're a game fan. To, to a certain extent. Um, there's one board game I cannot stand. There's a couple. We'll talk about that on another day. Tune in Ooh, next week when we'll talk about things that Tony doesn't like. <laughs> so so this is where I would go, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Yeah. Dan punch it. Because I would then say, punch it. start playing the music and then i would say this has been fc3's monkey business a product of the mighty monkey corporation purveyors and producers of the flower city comic-con coming at you hopefully sometime eventually follow us on facebook follow us on twitter follow us on instagram follow us wherever we go and we'll lead you to where the entertainment is you guys have a great week have a safe week and we will talk to you again next week dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun.